0: I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. Ain't that Run through the night. Playing with your life. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red Wind Podcast. White I'm your host, Evan, here with Matt Code And special guest, number one Kevin Keats fan, Yep, Josh Goodson. How you doing, buddy? It's been a while. How you Good doing, guys? How are y'all doing? Good. I appreciate you coming on and uh, take your time. This conversation's been uh, we, we've been bat- batting this one back and forth for a, a couple of weeks now, but um, it, it's long due. But I do have I do have a question, two questions for you. First of all, yep. one um, last time we spoke, you were involved with Pack of and all that yep. stuff. Are you still involved in the, the NIL stuff?
1: Um, I donate. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not involved in any day to day. I mean, since they Honestly, since the pack of wolf stuff dissolved and kind of Chris Vernakis and his team kind of took that over, you know the the blue was it blueprint? Mm-hmm. Is that the company that was technically? And then between Tom and his stuff, kind of all coinciding, I'm I'm definitely not in the day to day, which is totally fine. But giving money, so
0: cool, cool. And then I was I was told to make sure to ask Josh Goodson how his golf game is doing. I know he's been working hard at it,
1: dude. I played golf yes. It's bad, man. Um, <laughs> I'm in a bad spot. Like I went and got a lesson last week. Uh, I don't know. How, I don't know how to practice, and I can't tell if yeah. that's players or coaching, right? Like, and I think it's me. <laughs>
0: nice, I, nice I set up there. Yeah, it is. Nice it
1: setup. is me. I went and played yesterday, and I tried to implement what I was taught by the coach, and it just it did not translate to the to the course yesterday. So we'll get there. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. be. I want to be trending in in April once the weather gets nice and I'm playing more. So. We got
0: time. Yeah. yeah, same. I was just hitting balls in my garage and getting ready to quit golf because it was so frustrating. Working on change and it's just not its not sticking and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, so understand that. The, the real question everybody wants to know, did did you take a HELOC out and give it all to a casino and betting on Kevin Keats keeping his job next year? Is this what this is all about? We're trying to get to the bottom of your Kevin Keats fanhood. Oh, that my God. That was the number God. one question we got. Oh, <laughs>
1: I, I like that. I like that intro. I do do mortgages, right? I got to. We got to plug uh, money. Money's not cheap right now either. So no, no one's doing any heloc. There's no helocs. There's no mortgages going on. So no, did I did not do that. Um, I, I, I honestly can't even remember why I, I kind of started to get on this hill. To be honest with you, and it's not even so much a defending Kevin Keats. I, I think it's the the tweets and the commentary around. AaU ball, street ball, and hero ball kind of got me like, what? I I can't deal with that type of. You want to call it code? You want to whatever you want to call it. I I just couldn't really get myself behind that, and I guess that turned me into defending him. um, Where I'm, i kind of just like, I feel like I'm more or less defending this team in particular, not like the man who's leading the team. But that's for other people to kind of discern and whatnot.
0: Well, you and I have talked about this enough. We've been chatting back and forth about the the stance on it and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, I, and I feel like we both agree that reacting, a lot of it is reacting game to game and yeah. it's not really productive, right? That's not really looking at what's happening. It's just a, a raw reaction of what you're seeing that day and, and in basketball, man, and like it, just like golf, sometimes the shots go in, sometimes they don't and you know, I think that is that I think for me, that's where your argument it is is like people stop paying attention to, to the one game. Right. Stop reacting to this because it is not necessarily indicative of the whole thing. Right. Is that kind of your message? Yeah. Been?
1: And I felt from the get go of this season that I don't want to sit here. I, I, first off, I don't want to tell people how to be a fan. Right. People are going to fan the, the, the way that they want to fan. A lot of state fans are just jaded because we haven't won anything. I'm 37 years old. I, I haven't seen a championship. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in that crowd. Um, but I, I started defending this team and, and kind of getting over the game-by-game game thing just because, guys, we were sitting there third place in the ACC and no one cared. Hell, last night – Going into the game, we were one game out of fourth place on February the 28th. Majority of our fan base would think we're the worst team in the conference. And I'm like, what are, what are we looking at? What are we viewing? Why are we not giving this team any credit, even on the good days? Uh, we we want to needle the bad days and we want to talk about the losses. But I just, as a fan, I got tired of the discourse of, Let's fire him after every loss without giving any sense of any any credit to the players or the coaching staff whenever they won, and that's that's kind of where I've been sitting this whole time. Like the referendum's got to stop because we weren't giving him any credit when they were beating Wake with right. not making a three. To which some people would say, "Well, he wasn't even on the court, right?" Which, whatever. I don't think they. Changed, <laughs> I don't think they changed the game plan because Kareem Richardson was the acting head coach during that. I, I, I truly don't believe that happened. But, but they won the game. They went to Clemson and won, right? Like, things like that. No one gave him credit. We're not giving him an extension because we won that game. But we had to fire him the next day. So, I, I just – the game-to-game thing kind of just really irked me from the get-go.
0: Yeah, and I do agree with that. Like, it, it's not productive. I've, I've said it long – so many times. It's just not a productive conversation. I think now we can start having have a real conversation because it, it's – barring a miracle, we're going to be left out of the tournament. Right? Yeah. And so that's going to bring me to my own question. What's your, what's your and I harp on this all the time with, with everything work and podcast and we're talking football or basketball. What's your metric for success for the basketball program? How are you going to indicate this is, you know, what a successful program looks like? What does that mean to you?
1: Uh, I am not one that is going to say because we won something 40 years ago that I am basing any of my reasoning on, we have that history. San Francisco basketball is a nothing now. They won two t- titles in the 60s, right? Like so things things can and do change as time goes on. I think I think it start, ends, starts and ends with we should we should make the tournament every year. I do believe that. I don't care if we're a bubble team. I don't care if we're a one seed. You make the tournament every year because we are now seeing in college and I think it's a bigger conversation of what like, what college basketball is right now, too. And I, I do think it's harder than ever to win games. I do think it's harder than ever to make the tournament. I looked at the, the net rankings um, of the ACC teams. Clemson was 23. Syracuse was 82. If, if you woke up out of a coma, if you were in a coma and you woke up tomorrow and saw those numbers beside those two teams – would you sit there and say there's any reason for Syracuse and Clemson to be competitive at all in the basketball game? No. A ranking is going to show you that they are 60 spots away from each other. And I think that with the metrics, how they are, how other conferences have gained the system, and just how parity itself has just made the game, I don't think the top is – getting to the top is, is – or I don't think the top teams are winning as much as they used to all the time. That the I think you all probably saw it on Twitter, but the, the stat about UConn, UConn basketball—they're the defending national champion. Everyone thinks that they're probably going to repeat, or they have a very good chance to repeat. We haven't had a repeat champion since Florida in the mid two thousands, and they have not won a what is it a—they haven't won a road game against a ranked opponent in twenty one games. Right, that's insane for what we would call <laughs> the best team in our in our sport. Right, that doesn't happen, and so. I think we should be in. I think we, as an NC State, we do have resources that we should like try to make the tournament every year. And I'm not going to put a, I'm not going to put like an asterisk on it. Like I need to make the tournament and be a three seed every two years or whatever. Just, just be in the conversation and be fighting for a tournament bid. I think is like where I kind of, that's where I sit on what we should do. And if you do that every year, you're going to then have the the years that you do, um, you have the, the right cycle of players. Right? You have the guy that's been here two years that's coming back, um, kind of like how we're seeing in football right now to an extent. You're going to have the years that you cycle up and you, you then compete for like eight, nine, ten wins instead of just making a bowl game if we're trying to liken it to football and such. And so if you're, if you're in the conversation and, you, and you're a tournament-worthy team every year, I think that you know, you probably will get the, the, the bigger success we all want just from randomness like at that point.
0: Yeah, I think and and I said that today when uh, I think Barstool asked, you know, what's what's the right move for it or, or I forgot what the conversation was, but uh, to me it's it's not I think it's easier to make the tournament because there is so much parity in college basketball. It's
1: uh, see, I see I they want the why six Mountain West teams projected in the tournament.
2: Like, yeah, I I, I mean
1: don't agree, I, I just don't agree with that. Like, and yeah. I'm not now maybe maybe in the 90s and in, in, in the 2000s there should have been more Mountain West teams then, right? Like there has been a transition over the last 5 years I feel like to make sure the little man is is included. Um the metrics have kind of given the the introduction of metrics and how like centric that uh, how metric centric it feels like the selection committee has come is to aid the mid-major schools because they didn't have a you know the the same seat at the table right like every year um, I know for a fact it's like every year since they've started the, the stuff in Dayton there's always one mid-major team there always right it's almost like they're they're that's the token mid-major team we're going to let them in there whether whether they deserve it or not there's going to be one in there so I I I can see the conversation of it is easier to win more games than maybe you sh- shouldn't have in, you know in pe- recent years but I don't think that makes it any easier to, to make the actual tournament. I mean we're sitting here now looking at Wake Forest and Virginia and hell even Pittsburgh. Wh- Pittsburgh, I think is really good. They've been to Duke and won they've been to, they've been to Virginia and won and they're like s- still on the outside end but we got, we got to make sure we take care of Colorado State. In in Wyoming, right? Because of what? Because Colorado State beat whoever they beat in November and, you know, they they get credit for that. Whereas other teams, I I just, I don't know. I I think it's harder than ever to make the tournament, but we, we can probably spend all night talking about that too.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Brad Brannell said it yesterday or the day before when he was talking about the Big 12 and how they are gaming the net and the with yeah. the efficiency metrics, right? I mean, so it, it, I think everybody can agree the net is, is ridiculous and they're essentially looking at, um, you know, I think teams are, are trying to work around it. And, you know, I just, I, to me, it's, I don't even know the right way to say it, right? I, I just think yes, yeah, so they're probably trying to balance it out so that there are more mid-majors and more other te- more, you know, secondary teams. I'm not even sure. Not power five, right? G five. I don't even sure. know what they call them basketball at this point. Um, but mid-majors for the most part, right? They're trying to to spread that out a little bit. But at the same time, you know, if you're talking to NC State, they didn't do what they needed to do to Game net right. They didn't yeah. beat the brakes off of the teams. They needed to beat the brakes off. We did of. last year, right? right.
1: Like last yeah. year was a perfect example of they were. I think we were forty in the what forty four in the net. We were we were we were in the forties in the net, and they had the win over Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt ended up being a slightly better team and such, and I think they took care of business more against the Q four teams than than. Yeah, that was basically us last year. Like our our, our net wasn't a worry because what we kind of did in the non conference on the on the, the front end, whether you know right. winning, winning games or just beating the, the crap out of teams. I, I I I made the point last week. I was like we, I think we played seven or what is it eight Q four games, and I think our average margin of victory is nineteen. Like, it, it, would would we feel so much better about our team if it was twenty nine?
0: I would wonder what that would do with the net ratings, though, right? It would.
1: It would make them go way better, right? I'm not saying, like, but from a basketball standpoint, like, we're probably not the only victims of that. It's not like this is an us problem. Like, our problems are way more than our net ranking. We're not, we're (laughs) we're not, not in the, we're not like not in the tournament because of our net, but I think that that just kind of goes to show that up until what the, up until the Syracuse home game, I actually thought our resume wasn't that bad. Compared to everyone else on the bubble, but we were still stuck in a mid 70s net rating because, like I said, we didn't beat our teams in November by 30; we beat them by 20, and it was just kind of like the, the the fact that people can do that and it kind of inflates statistics and metrics and such. I do I think it does can make it harder to to make the tournament at the end of the day. But we're not talking about making the tournament; we're talking about firing a coach. <laughs>
0: And do you think we should move on from Kevin Keats? Let's. There's three games left in the season, yeah. right? Let's say uh, they they make it one at home.
1: That's that's the funny part to me that there's so many know. state fans. There's so many state fans who are like who've been expecting us to lose every game since January, not giving us any credit for any wins. But I've seen so many people being like, "Well, we're going to beat Duke because that's just what we do." I'm like, "Well, how can we?" How can you think we're just going to beat Duke because that's what we do? But we, uh, you know, you didn't give us a chance at Clemson, or you didn't give us a chance at winning some other games. Um, should they move on? I would start the, I would start the answer with, do the people that give money to NIL like the, the wind? I don't even know if, I don't think Wendell's even. Wendell Murphy is kind of used to be like that's the guy, right? What is? Yeah, I don't think doing?
0: he is anymore. Yeah,
1: he he still is around, but not there's. The Brian McMurray's of the world and Andy Albright's of the world. uh, Do they – are they going to be giving money to NIL next year because they do want basketball to be good, but are they going to give money to NIL if Kevin Keats is still the coach? That's the first question I would ask. Right. And I think that's the the only question that matters because if they're not giving money – Then you gotta make a change. That's that's easy. That's that is an easy thing because we are in a world now where roster management I think is the most important thing that a coach has to do. And we can talk about Kevin Keats's coaching and schemes and sets. And I don't I thought last night at Florida State our defense was terrible. And that is on him, right? Like I don't I'm not sitting here giving him a pass for that. There's been other games I thought we've actually had good schemes, right? I'm not getting I'm not sitting here giving him credit for that. But roster management is the name of the game. Yeah. And if the powers that be that are in charge of the money think it's they're not going to give money, then it's an easy answer. Now, if they decide, "Hey, we still support Kevin, we've seen enough." Then I, I, then I think we get into the next to the to the next layer of the question of like should we expect better can we do better can Kevin get us better what does that even look like and that's where I kind of I am kind of stuck personally I don't think it would be fair to bring him back and then I don't what, what would the expectations be for from, from needed next year if they brought Kevin back
0: I mean, my expectations are the same we've already talked about is get to the but would tournament. You, would
1: just making the tournament next year be enough?
0: Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't think so because that would still only be two out of – well, two out of eight, right, with the, it's, with the COVID that's year. That's
1: where I kind of fall into the – when I get to that part of the conversation, Yeah, that's where I kind of – people then start putting um, – uh, icing on on the proverbial making the tournament cake. They're like, no, next year we have to make the Sweet Sixteen, and that you know right like that you know that's, that's yeah. And and I and I'm sitting here. I was like, guys, we we've done that four times in thirty years. Like we don't do that, like
0: right.
1: And so a part of me is like, do the money people? What do they want to do? But. I, don't, I also think that there is a sense of the, the coaches and the players coming back next year if you decide to bring Kevin back it would be an unfair like crazy toxic environment to put those guys in all of them coaches and players to come back and basically say alright we gave you a chance to come back and like now I need you to go do something that nobody's done in 30 years I need you to go win an ACC tournament which I'm like yo if he doesn't do that are we doing this again next year right like where where does it end that's kind of where I, like i want to go cuz i'm of the i'm of the belief personally that i think college sports changed after covid mm-hmm. i honestly don't care what somebody did in 2018 2019 2020 because i think the game is totally different itself when nil and portal came along we went from dead last to the tournament we put together a roster we made the tournament it hasn't right. worked out this year, and so I I, I I i'm not giving i'm not giving him a pass just because he made the tournament last year. But i i don't know what people expect. That's the kind of the next piece of it. Like I don't know what the people expect, and can we do more with five million dollars in buyout money or seven million dollars in buyout money than just try to bring somebody else in, maybe to 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 do kind of where we're at right now? I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that, and I and I don't disagree. Like you and I talked about it when there was nine games left in the year, and I said I had us going four and five. Right now, they are two and two and four with three games left, so uh, trending not in the right direction. So they still need to win uh, a couple more games. When did but that?
1: When, when did that stretch start?
0: That was Pittsburgh. It was the was the night of the Pittsburgh game. Is when you know we had that funny? conversation.
1: Yeah, it's, I was talking about this about today. I actually think over the last six games. Watching them, I feel better than like some of the games prior to that. Why is that? Like the pit game, I I, we can all sit there and think like that was a very close game against a very good team. Meaning, I think we we've like lost games that we've been in literally been in every game. I'm not giving credit. We're not. I'm just not like a moral victory thing. But the Syracuse game on the road up in uh, up there, and even the first half of Virginia, to me, were kind of like some warning signs of like uh uh-oh, like there's. Something going on, and like I think this the pit game played well. They're a good team, and we could go. We could go beat them next week up there, right? Like that's that wouldn't surprise me. Like I just I felt like over the last few games, like we we took like the Wake Forest game on the road. Thought was one of our better games and better efforts of the year.
0: I mean, it was. I think. I still defensively. I still think there's there's some right, issues at Two and four. I'm not I'm not yeah, trying yeah, to sit yeah. and paint this
1: yeah. picture of like yeah we're, we're uh, yeah
0: we're. and I don't want to nitpick games like we just talked about. It's not productive. But what I, and going back to your question, if they make the tournament next year, if they keep Keats in the next tournament next year, is that good enough? What I want to see is progress, right? I think Matt might have the numbers. So I don't I don't have them in front of, them. but you know Keats defensively, his teams for every all seven years he's been here have been historically poor and you're not going to win if you keep doing this. And for me, and you know, it's, it's about the players. we all know that in my, my stance is that he's just, he's not gotten more or less out of the players. He's got exactly what the talent level is for them. And that's, you know, a mediocre roster, which leads you right in the middle of the pack. I, I do think it's probably got a little bit more talent than they, the results are, are bearing out this year, but it's still not, you know, top two, top three talent, and I the think that's kind of funny
1: because I actually, I felt like what middle of January, maybe because maybe the answer is they hadn't played any, you know, they're, they're they're right, but they they were solid. weren't we like top fifty, top sixty Ken Palm defense in that stretch? Um, I
0: don't. Maybe in that, maybe in a small sample game love, of St. Louis, Louis like Detroit, not Notre Dame. Like, no, yeah, I, I think know.
1: I think up until like the end of February, end of January, we are the defense for like a top fifty or top sixty metric. They weren't, man. I, I don't know. I mean,
2: what were they? So right now they set at eighty five, right? Uh, yeah. and, and Ken Palm, um, in the but Kevin Keats all, area, they, that is uh right near the top one or two spot. Um, if my uh, memory serves me correctly. So the fact that he calls himself a defensive coach um, is hilarious to me. I'm sorry, but <clears throat> for a defensive coach to go on the road and put up that performance on top of it, it's just kind of the cherry on top. Um, you know, I, I'm not very uh, shy to, to say what it is. I, I just I don't think he's it, and I think that everything up until this point has said it. Last year he was an 82 defensive uh, metric from Ken Palm standpoint. And I'm, I'm always stay on Ken Palm. I'm never going to trust the net because I think a metric that tells you to lose in your beneficiary is the dumbest metric um, okay. that could possibly be out there. So uh, he's not really a defensive coach, not really an offensive coach. And to my argument um, to call last year's team, a bona fide tournament team thats the same team that uh, let's be honest, kind of creeped their way into a tournament win, or, I mean, excuse me, tournament appearance that lost three of their last four. Um, sure, they got the win over uh, North Carolina last year, <clears throat> which was, you know, nice, I, I, I guess. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to buy into this fake narrative that last year's team was electric. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this team's metrics. They're nine wins, like I said on the last episode, uh, they've got one two three wins inside the top eleven teams that are currently standing in the ACC uh it goes back to my point of fools gold you beat you beat up on bad teams you lose to good teams um it it's just it, it just is what want, it is you
1: want him going after twenty one
2: I've wanted him.
1: So, and I, I, I don't mean to bring that. Um, I'm, not, like, I'm not saying that, trying to like set you up for like gotcha. Like, I, I just think from a fan mentality, I've joked about it. That it's no, like it, I, you're fine. Seems, you're fine.
2: I, I think from my yeah. standpoint, my first time, you know, that was my first time being in the media room. I was there for that. Yeah. Um, that that horrible season that was. Okay, I saw the unlucky patterns i saw from my own point of view of how unlucky that season was okay i'm i'm not going to dispute that argument of hey look he got the shit into the stick and that's fine right um but we are also in year 7 and i'm tired of excuses and if you can't even put up a top 50 defense for a defensive quote unquote minded coach yeah, I'm, I'm good on the excuses, really. I really am. Um, for his last year, I'll, I'll put this to test, okay? I think last year's team was his most top-end talented team. I think that was probably his best team that he put together, and it was still a fringe tournament team who really fizzled out t- towards the end. Um, so I, I'm good on the excuses. I think you can maybe put the excuses to that one specific season. But outside of that, I think results matter, and I think facts are facts are facts. And I don't think that he's produced in his time here. That's why I question why people are so overtly positive uh, towards a experience that has been nothing but negative or average at at best. He was 71st. They were 71st
0: at the end of January in Palm defensive rankings.
1: I think objectively, I think we all probably – I feel like defense carried us definitely that first stretch too, right? I don't think that's unfair. To they play. had – and
0: that's, what, that's the crazy thing to me is that they've had the – And that's going
1: down. Like, that. I have not seen yeah. that – I have not seen that because um, that – the first half of the year of the conference season, I think we all were sitting there like, thank God we have defense. That's, right. you know, actually keeping us in games and winning us games because they were – and I know metrics can – metrics tell a lot of the story, but, like, I don't know what – you told me they were – you said they were top 70 after January.
0: 71, it don't yeah.
1: Like looking at them, they were – you know, that, that was definitely our strength. Maybe our offense was so bad that our defense looked that much better, um, you know, during that stretch and such. But that has been a little bit troubling because if we do want to go to the coaching piece of things, shots not falling, can't help that. Casey, well, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on.
1: Well, no, no, no. I was gonna, I was kind of get back to the point of like the def, like to the defense and the excuses thing. Like, if we want to talk about coaching, let's talk about why our defense was so strong and a strong suit, and that should be something that should you should be able to carry on through the rest of the year. And it hasn't. Yeah. They,
0: right? they, they've had spurts of really good defensive performances, and I'm like, yeah. I, I want more of that, and. But it feels like it's just he's just throwing things against the wall. Like last it night, is, Yeah, Ernest Ross, Breon Pass, Cam Woods, um, Cam Woods came in the game. You are like, yeah, those no, guys had played all year, that, and now you are the, the home stretch. And that's you're, where it
1: again, I, I started out this. I don't care if they fire him. I really, yeah. I really don't. Like, I personally do. I, I don't like if they fire him, because I am going to have the same expectations for the next guy, and I am probably going to have the same. Overall expectations of what I expect in college basketball, and like, it's just hard to win games, and like, you, you know that that's just part of it. But the it's February twenty eighth, and you don't know who your rotation is. Yeah. Um, I have people coming at me all the time, being like, "Why is not LJ Thomas playing?" Like, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know. Like, I'm sure there's something going on that we don't know that we're not privy to, and that's fine. But the 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 two biggest pieces things that I've seen over the last couple weeks which is kind of like not tip my not tip me into being like they should fire him again I don't care but to the if you want a restart and a refresh I get it after you go to Clemson and that was a good win that was a really good win and a hard-fought win and it wasn't fluky it was just you played well uh yeah, like, I don't think it was fluky I Clemson,
2: don't know Clemson's, I,
1: What's I of
2: this? 80. I, I, I'm gonna say this, and and I've said it a couple of times. This season is about perspective. Sure, DJ Horne is getting his, and you know he had what uh, 27 in that game. Winner. Uh, it, it took a a performance of, of no other from DJ Horne to be close in that game that you have over the past couple of years have been dominated in. Um, I just don't. I don't think Clemson played their best ball. I, I think they've shown that they can dominate well, you year, we, and a, year in and year great out.
1: Shots too. I mean, we we finally like actually shot like a normal team with shoot.
2: But right, but that's that's an anomaly, and that goes back to my point of Casey Morcel. That's why this this roster just uh, excuse me, my laptop's about to die. Uh, that's that's why like I, I think that Casey Morcel is a fourth option on any offense. Given, I, I just that's why he fights.
1: Nope. Oh. We lost him.
2: It's all right. Oh, I wanted to go back to the. No, no. The what,
1: shot. what I was saying after the Clemson win, you you cannot come out against Syracuse
2: and I'm have here. that
1: start. Yeah, you're good. You cannot cool. come out. You cannot come back to Sarah, that Syracuse game at home, where you in theory have everything to play for again, right? You've got the the, the quad one win at Clemson, right? You've got the. You actually have. Played yourself back into the conversation with the, you know with all these opportunities we've been speaking of and come out with no sense of sense of urgency. Number one, from an offensive standpoint, to like kind of put the you know do, dominate on that front, but then allow a guy to get an eight for eight. It just can't happen. So it I got time. I got. It can't happen, you know. Just
2: yeah. Yep. I got two points. So this is the defensive metrics from an adjusted defense from uh Ken Palm standpoint. This is uh, Kevin Keats' first year to his year currently, 109, 62, which is actually his highest. That was the 2018, 2019 season, uh, 79, 87, 246, 82, 85. Uh, I, I think the uh, – What is it? The sauces and the pudding, or whatever the saying is. He's just an outside the bubble type of coach. He just, he is what it is. The numbers tell you what they are. And that's just who he is. I guess my other question would be to you, and this isn't like, you know, me taking a shot at at Josh Goodson here, but like, why do you think that people are on you about being such a Keats supporter? Saying that you, you know, saying that you up this. Well, I
1: think a lot of it is because I have gone, I've done the players over coaches thing. And again, the the hero ball set the hero AAU ball street ball thing. I don't have any time for that. Why do you watched, say that? Because a, I think there's some code to it. I truly, I think, I mean, and I don't want to get into a open up a can of worms because I can watch. I'm I've got Duke and Louisville on the TV right now. When um, and I remember when I watched Duke and Clemson played. What was the last play of that game? Do you remember?
0: No idea. <laughs>
1: Duke was act, Clemson was leading, and there was a controversial thing because Tyrese Proctor like, drew a foul that probably shouldn't have been called a foul on the last play. Duke shot free throws. They oh, won the game. Yeah, yeah. But the concept of it was the play that Duke ran literally was what everybody else does in college basketball in 2024. Get your athletes in the best position to try to make a play. And whether we're good at that or not is another discussion, mm-hmm. right? Like – we can all sit here and say we don't have the roster to play that way against every team that we're playing, but but to, to I think a lot of people have just used the easy excuse of well we we're, we're street ball and AAU ball without watching any other college basketball.
2: Do you think that? Um, and and I go back to the weight game. It's a I perfect think it's example.
1: Take of saying like oh well we, we play we only play AAU ball. I'm like no.
2: Do you think like going back to the weight game? Um it was uh it was at wake, I believe, this last Wake game. Do you think that towards the end of the game it was a lot of just kinda run into contact, hectic style basketball and just kind of throw something up and hope for a foul? I mean, I know we're talking about three, four or five games ago, so it's sure. hard to I mean- you know what I mean, but that's just what I see from from an eye test without you know going on Twitter and seeing lines drawn on a pick and roll type of thing that like people like to do right now. I just think that uh from from the eye test point it's a lot of early shots in in the shot clock. I think that's a lot of hectic style basketball because Keats has flourished in that style of we need the most hectic panic style of basketball in order to run this system we need constant motion we need constant turnovers and we need a constant force turnovers and we need constant transition in order to get our offense set this was a style of team that was built around dj burns where hey we're going to cover him with shooters it should work flawlessly do you think that that kind of falls back on the coach to not set this team up for success or do you think it's strictly just fans thinking you know just Let's throw something at the wall, like Evan said, and just hope something sticks.
1: Um, you asked a lot of things there.
2: I did. I, I went on a ramble there. I apologize.
1: No, no. I mean, I, I think a lot of things can be true. We brought back Casey Morcel and D- DJ Burns. And I think everybody on here and everybody looking after last year thought that that was right, correct moves. Is that fair? Are we...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Was anybody – and also bringing them back, but like bringing them back, understanding they're going to be starters. Is that also a, a fair take?
2: Yes. When you say starters, who are, are you talking about? Burns I mean, and,
1: I'm, like Burns and Morsell specifically. I, I'm starting there. Sure, sure. Me.
2: Yeah, That absolutely. Those two were penciled like, in. No
1: one, no one thought that we were – bringing them back seemed to be a win for – Everybody, fans. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely.
1: And because, like last year, um, we saw that it worked. And that offense worked with those, you know, those two guys in it. Why did that offense also work last year? There was a Jarrell Joiner. Yeah. You know, Smith.
2: I, I think last year's offense worked because you had shot makers, not what just what said, guys yeah, that's that's, that can.
1: That's just what, Yeah, that's what I just said. Like last yeah. year worked because of the other, the, the other complementary pieces. Now you want to fault Kevin, like he went out and got guys, and I assume he got guys thinking that they were gonna probably emulate most of that. I don't think you bring back DJ Burns and Casey Morcel and don't think that they can replicate what they were what they did last year.
2: Well, that's why I said this year's team, I said it back in August with Evan that this is gonna be a watered down version. When we lost Rob Dillingham, um that yeah, was a, that, the that, start that. of the bleed out. But the thing is, is that if we still have Rob Dillingham and this is all, you know, uh, 2020, look at it it's now. A hindsight, it's a
1: hindsight game. Hindsight
2: 2020, exactly. Um, we can sit here and say, you know, if we had Rob Dillingham, we'd be better, right? Um, who knows? If we had Rob Dillingham, I'd be willing to bet that we don't have a DJ horn that we know now. Uh, could he be a complimentary piece? Maybe. Who knows? But that would definitely shift things down at least a uh, stature. I mean, who knows you know i th- I think that looking at it retrospective terms it- it's all good and-, and dandy but
1: they i mean they they misfired on they misfired on the the other pieces they did and when you, when
2: you say misfired on pieces, you're talking about like players talent yes. or yes.
1: Like evaluation of, of being able to, to fit the the scheme that you kind of talked about, right, or the, the, that we're that we're having this discussion about.
2: You think that's a common theme with Keats? No,
1: because the year before we it it worked fine and they made the tournament. But again, like I'm using a I'm using a two year sample size, which I know is like not the greatest thing to use. when we're talking about a 10-year. but I, I I truly believe that what happened in the last two years is far more of a. Um, far more – I think those last two years has, like, nothing to do with, like, them not making it in 2019. Because I think basketball has just changed, right? Like, so I don't – if Kevin had made four in a row prior to COVID, if literally, literally, if they had made four tournaments in a row prior to – or, what, three? No, he had three years pre-COVID. Is that right?
0: Three, yeah.
1: And, hell, like, arguably could have, right? Like, his whole tenure is, is like, full of, like – you're the highest net left out, right? Then you're the the. You're also one
2: of the weakest non-conference, and right, I'm right, going right. to stick to my know, guns so that. Um, yeah, we, yeah,
1: we know the reasons. I'm not. I'm not sitting here debating like we should. have yeah, gotten... Yeah. Like they're,
2: like, I I just think it's a lot of like what if with Keats, and that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, we it, all it, need, we also need to recognize and bring to fruition uh, what is with Keats. Right, he schedules bad teams and beats up on bad teams. That's not like a. I didn't have to do any type of deep diving to get those numbers together. Like he plays bad teams. He just does. He plays one really good team to kind of balance it out, right? And and he'll schedule ten or eleven cupcakes. Who, who, and, who plays
1: better who plays better that's um that's in the same Realm as NC State from a scheduling standpoint.
2: Well, it depends what is your Realm of NC State. We got to talk like what is your idea of NC State basketball? Uh, Cuz in my opinion, not. it would be like a we're Georgia Nike Tech. We're,
1: we're we're not a Nike school and we're not a we're not privy to the Champions Classics. Yeah.
2: No, but forget all that because like forget a Nike. I mean, Kansas is Adidas, you know. Louisville's Adidas. Like no, wait, it, wait,
1: wait, 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 I'm getting, I have said both of those. We're not Nike, so we're not privy to like, the the Phil Knight stuff. We're not going to be invited to that. We're not Kansas, so we're not like in the last 20 years of relevancy. So we're not being at the Champions Classics or the State Farm Classics of the world. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, all right, let's go back a couple of years, back to the horrible season that was. I said it from the get go that that was his best non conference schedule, and he ended up having his worst season of all time with or without Manny Bates. It doesn't right, matter.
1: The schedule to is irrelevant. Um, I don't get caught up in the I don't schedule. Know. I I don't think I, I think I think
2: schedule matters because if you had a better schedule and you play better teams and you happen to beat those teams you wouldn't be sitting on the bubble as close as you are. Maybe no, no, you it, still it, are, you are like, on the bubble. But you're Tennessee, on the better side of it.
1: If they had beat Tennessee we would have been, we would have been on the right
2: side of the bubble. Sure, we, if we beat Tennessee, but you could maybe schedule a couple of conference preseason tournament champions like you did in 20 what was it? 2020 2021 and you did that. There was four conference champions and you lost Two of those, and and that's my thing is like we're, we're sitting here disrespecting the Mountain West, but the Mountain West has, in uh, according to the net, the holy metric of the net. Not not you know tr- throwing shade at you, but to everybody's standard, the net: San Diego State eighteen, New Mexico twenty five, Boise State twenty six, Colorado State twenty nine, Utah State thirty five, Nevada thirty nine, UNLV eighty. You you're telling me we can't schedule that, ex- it, but we can schedule. Hold on, let me pull up the, the schedule real quick. Yeah, we our, can't schedule our, our
1: non-con strength the schedule. But we can the schedule
2: end. the Citadel, Abilene, Christian, Vanderbilt. Like, how many times we gotta schedule Vanderbilt without knowing, like, hey, there this isn't really it. It wasn't neutral. That, that goes back to my point though, is that like we're sitting not, here uh, arguing about these teams Kevin, Kevin that we know are issues. not going to be tournament teams.
1: Kevin's got a lot of other issues, but like I don't think schedule has anything to do with it.
2: If, well, we had beat,
1: I, if we had beat BYU, like no one would care. And I think because we didn't, now it's like, well, not only do we not do that. Remember, we played all the bad teams too. The schedule.
0: I think is he irrelevant. intentionally manipulates his schedule to, to to stack his wins. I think if you go back to, and somebody else pointed this out to me, that if you go we back all the way to play two, Tennessee, right, if you go all the way back to his time at UNCW, he didn't. He has zero power power six wins. At, yeah. At UNCW, right? I mean, I, I, he intentionally – I know this for but a fact.
1: Our, but our strength of schedule is not not an issue.
2: Hang on, man. One in the hey. ACC. He's 67-71 and 71 in the ACC. So even if he does beat a BYU or whatever, he's not good in conference either. Sure, So
1: right. that's, that's a conversation that's worth having because I don't think that – like BYU and beating them or not has nothing to do with – like to your point, if we had beat them, he's still what he is in the ACC. The non-conference right. thing just doesn't. I'm not. But it,
2: but but it was a talking point in that second year where he could have been a tournament team, right? You, like and you I, said, that was the highest net ranking that didn't make the tournament. Sure. Had he be, had he scheduled better in the non-conference, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He'd be a back-to-back tournament coaching team.
1: So you would want it? Would you want to keep him if he had that on his resume? Make I him. want to
2: keep him if he won in March, but I want a coach that also respects the non-conference. To to ask the ACC to carry you, while also all these t- big talking heads that like to say you know the ACC sucks, then shouldn't that be your red flag? Hey, maybe we should schedule better in the non-conference rather than just relying on the ACC to carry sure, our water, a, even though we're sixty-seven and seventy-one. The ACC,
1: but but the non-con this year is irrelevant. Again, this is a our non-conference strength and schedule this year is irrelevant. It's like one hundred and eighty on, on the net non-con. Why?
2: Why is any year's non-conference irrelevant? It should be very relevant. It, it goes back to the second year. That is the quote-unquote reason that, we didn't make the tournament.
1: See that—that's where I, this a lot of this conversation. I've, I'm I'm just very curious because a lot of things that people are bringing up are things that you wanted the guy fired long ago. It wasn't just this year. And so we're bringing up the 2019 schedule as something as like a referendum. You're right. It sucked that year, but it, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter today. It
2: doesn't, it doesn't I don't, matter. I don't think that it's necessarily a comment of, you know, I wanted this guy fired a year or two or three years ago. I was skeptic a year, two, three years ago, but last year really dug my point. I was the one right. Not to give myself credit or anything, but it was the uh, tradition game, who, who did we play inside of uh, Reynolds, where I was the one that propped the question to Jarkel and, and Turquavion. I said, hey, are y'all the best backcourt in the ACC? And they said yes. All right? And I believe that. To this day, I think that they were the best backcourt in the ACC right now where we stand at that time to this time. And the best thing you did with that backcourt was a first-round bump like it was nothing. So I just came to fruition of what kind of coach we're dealing with. You had your best team, and you couldn't do anything with it. That was the moment that I said, hey, this guy isn't the guy. I was never a fire him, get him out of there. I was all on board with the Kevin Keats is a winner, blah, 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 all that good stuff. But your best team couldn't do nothing. That's when I checked out.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I the only The only thing I, I say to that is, I truly think the tournament is more random and fluky than ever. More 16- sixteen. So.
0: I, hang on, hang on. Oh, hang wait, 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 wait. I, 16- pu- I got no, no. I got to push you on that. Five
1: years, five years. <laughs> we've had two 16 seeds beat one seeds.
0: <laughs> well, sure. getting? No, what then, happens in the tournament?
1: The tournament. I mean, go and then look after that. The Saint Peters of the world, the San Diego State making runs. And so what, what I was getting at, is not so much like the, the, the upsets per se. I, I, when I mean fluky, I don't mean fluky as if like uh, teams that should or shouldn't win winning. I, I think just like it is random. Maybe randomness was was a, was a better word to use than fluky because fluky would imply like 16 seeds just win every year and 15 seeds win every year. Okay. Randomness is like the biggest is probably a, a more fair thing. And it's just so matchup dependent. I agree. We wasted Joiner and Smith and didn't win. Also, I think we can all agree on here, Creighton, especially the fact that they didn't have DeSan Mahorchic by the time the year ended, Creighton might have been the worst matchup for that team last Correct. year. Oh, and yeah. I, 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 that, that, that's that's excuse making. I get it, right? Go win the game. Like, I, go actually win the game where, where you're um, where you're not supposed to. Go, go win the game where the matchup doesn't suit you. I, I, I'm here on that. But I think that the result, the actual result of it happening, and hell, Creighton was two points away from making the Final Four. Like, I was mad we lost. I was frustrated we lost. It's probably the worst team we could have played.
0: They're, they were a good team, right? And, and I agree. Once you get into the tournament, anything can happen. And, so, so so,
1: and when it goes back to, like, what do I expect? What do we need? Like, I would love to say, yeah, we go every year, and then every three years we make the Super 16 or whatever. Blah, you know, what? like, I think if you make it – Every year, you're, the law of averages is just going to settle. Right at some point, you will make a run because you are going to be on the right side of the matchups. You're not always going to be the one that's the wrong side of the matchups. And so, if he's not getting us there every year, then that's that's the issue to me. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about like, well, now we got to win in March. Now we got to do that.
0: Well, yeah. So I agree. Once you get into tournament, my point has always been: you your NC State you should be a top 68 team. You sh- yep. This shouldn't be in question, right? We both agree on that. I, where, I, where I think we diverge is he intentionally schedules the way he does. The one year he had his best strength of schedule when he was required, required, this was mandated by somebody on the staff. I know this verbatim from a staffer that he was required to use a company called HD Intelligence, which is a lot of teams using to do statistical analysis to make their, their schedules more NCAA friendly. He is – Got he did it one time. He's been doing the schedule ever ever since himself, was and that so after
1: nineteen, did he did he do it was, after nineteen?
0: He was required in the 21-22 season to do it, right? So, so yes, again, after that
1: again, I don't think the schedule this year like it. I want to see better games. Like I'm not sitting here defending right. all the Q four games, right? I also don't think it's as easy as we think to like take away four of those and add something else. I mean, we have the home and home with St. Louis. Like, yeah, right. I think it's, we played St. Louis this year, and I think that was the, the return game of us going out there. And what I think it was in the COVID year, yeah, um, that we went out there. And St. Louis, we're not going to sit here. I don't think Kevin Keats like, was going making that schedule and being like, they're going <laughs> to love me because I scheduled St. Louis, right? But St. Louis at that point was a they had been to the tournament,
0: right. they
1: had shown that they were a solid team. And I think this year they stink. I don't think they're in there, they're worth anything. So that in hindsight has come back to like, not be a good game to have this year, whereas two right. years. And that's why game, I think
0: you need to leverage the analytics, which he, he is not doing right there. There are some predictive measures that help you get to the point where, sure, you know, God you, you know, these was, things.
1: Mark Gottman was the best of that. Correct. The Gottman, would go back, the Gottman would go and look and he wouldn't even play like the predicted number one, any in, in those small conferences, but he would go play like St. Bonaventure because he yeah. would do a little bit of research and such. Yeah. So i we're splitting hairs here like could the schedule sure. be better? Yes, I agree with you. Is the schedule an issue this year that's keeping us off the bubble? No, and I don't think the schedule's is um, keeping us from beating Pitt either. Right, I don't think I don't think a better schedule would have had us ready to beat Pitt or
0: Yeah. Harris. I I agree. Um, <laughs> where I get to I want to bring this all the way back to your comment earlier about you know players making shots and, and things like that, right? We've talked about this before. Yes, it comes down to the players. It comes down to getting the right talent. I think if you just look at our shot charts from game to game, it is indicative of poor shot selection. Yeah. Now, and, and, it's, and this is, again, you know, we're coming back to the, the hero ball conversation. Part of that conversation is, you know, are guys just not seeing what's supposed to be happening, right? Are they not yeah. seeing the plays? And then is your coach, as a coach, you need to be getting getting that out of them. Are they settling for bad shots? One of the most frustrating things to me ever about Terquavion Smith was him pulling up 40-footers with, you know, 30 seconds left on the shot clock, right? And he had the green light, do that, whatever. That's, that's your coaching choice. You've got guys taking, you know, Casey Marcel taking sixteen footers just inside the the three point line. Like,
1: just, just take, take a hus- step back. At least yes. miss it, miss it behind the line. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. Right. I mean, th- there's if they're analytics for reasons. Say, shoot a three or make a layup. Stop right. shooting in between the the tough shots in between. And that's my biggest issue with Keats and where I've seen it. When I started, and and I've never said fire Keats until this year is when I'm like, all right, I'm done with it. I've been critical of their development because every year you see the same mistakes. It's, he is running an offense, but there's only one level to it, right? There's the players are not of getting it through to the secondary options. A player came on our space two weeks ago and and said exactly that this is a former Keith player. And he said, yeah, you're right. There is some offense to it. Um, and I asked, and I pushed him on, and I said, "What about you know after?" He's like, "Yeah, we could be doing a better job of you know getting to the second level or the second option." Yeah. And like that is to me where where the coaching comes in, where he relies on the coach, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keith relies on his players, and that's great if you have elite players. If you don't, you need to get a little bit more out of them. And and I think with this roster, I think there's there's enough talent on there. If Keith's got twenty percent more out of these guys. They're in the top four in this league, and they are. We're not having this conversation about him being. We're,
1: we're only one game out of top four right now. Don't forget yeah, that. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. There's a lot of people that want to act like we're last place. <laughs> I, I, I just want. I just want to say that, right? We'll,
0: we'll, we'll see where this does <laughs> we'll settle right? after we'll next week. Next,
1: we'll see next week. Where we're in. T- where we're in tenth place going to DC. Fair, fair, fair point. Yeah.
0: Right, right. But, but my, my point is like, and that's where I have issue with it. It's not necessarily. um, You know, game to game, right? It's, it's, I'm starting to see these patterns over time. And I feel like we've given him enough time to make these decisions. Like, all right, this is not a rash decision to say, uh, I think it's time to move on. You're not getting the most out of him. Let's, let's see what's next. I, it's a worth, to me, it's a worthy risk. He was a worthy risk as a hire because his resume, the guy won three years, three championships. He's like, damn, that's good. He's a rising star. Let's get him. We got him. We took a shot. We just let him stick around too long because you start to see these patterns. Come and, and to your point, the game changed after COVID. I get it. So there's there's some of that. The the auto extension and all that stuff w- was kind of disingenuous, and then relying, you know, leaning on all the cloud and all this this nonsense. Where teams have been successful through whatever NCAA issues. But yeah, I mean that that was the, the that's been the point for me. Is this starting to see? And I was in on this team. I, I thought they were good early in the year. I, I felt like they were getting enough out of guys jaden taylor i thought he was great early in the year second half he's just been absolutely horrendous um you know but there's when it comes down to you've said it i've said it we've all said it he's just missed too much on the roster he has not been able to develop a roster he's brought in too many danny dixons and Wyatt walkers and not enough um you know dj horns or, or whatever, you know, whatever the analogy may be. He's just, he's brought in one and not enough pieces to go around him. And it's just been like that every year. And I know we're not recruiting high school kids anymore. Hang on, Malachian. And, but, you know, if you go back and look at, and somebody in the pod chat did it today, it was, you know, the expected roster and then what actually happened, you know, with guys like Dillingham and Sadiq Bey and LaQ and everybody else that that was going to come and it didn't. He just, you know, I, I don't know why all those things happened, but enough of them happen where it's not an anomaly anymore. Like we need to start getting uh, guys to campus, right? You can't use that as an excuse. Well, he got he got some talent. He never got him to campus. He never got yeah. to play. That's kind of where uh when I, when I, he's lost me and just he's not getting the most out of him. And I I see the same mistakes over and over again. Poor shot selection leads to players not making shots. All right, Matt, go ahead. Sorry, I was rambling. Yeah,
2: good. No, no, I ran away. Um. Yeah, I I think I I got two, um, I guess, points. Um, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Sorry, I was putting something together. I I think for me is like everybody likes to talk like, you know, we got nine wins in the ACC, blah, 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 all that. Uh, Our nine nine wins are BC, who is 11th, Notre Dame, 13th, Virginia, who right now from a – what is it? Wednesday, the twenty eighth is not a tournament team. Uh, third, which is kind of weird. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Uh, Louisville fifteenth, Miami twelfth, Georgia Tech fourteenth, Clemson who's fifth, who I think is a tournament team. Let's let's all be real; they are a tournament team. Uh, BC eleventh and Wake fourth. Who is very very on the bubble? I I I, I just think that. This idea that we're doing good is is a lie. I think last year, if we're gonna be honest with ourselves, like if we just take a step back, if Jarkel Joyner wasn't such a great elite shot maker, kind of like what we're seeing from DJ Horn, the only two difference between this team and that team is that you don't have a Turquavion Smith to go with your uh Jarkel Joyner. You don't have somebody to go with your DJ Horn. Casey Marcel was supposed to be that, but Casey Marcel is supposed to be a fourth best scoring option. If Dracal Joyner wasn't such an elite shot maker, one-on-one risk taker, game on the line, give him the ball, go give me a bucket, they would not be a tournament team. They were on the bubble firmly and that's why they drew the best Creighton team at the time in the seed that they did because Creighton was so good and we were just so inconsistent. I, I think that this idea that uh, this year's team is any different from last year's team is because we don't have a elite shot maker next to DJ horn like Jarkel did with Terquavion and Terquavion let's be real didn't have a good season last year that's why we're having this conversation as to Evan's point from last episode who would you rather have Terquavion Smith or DJ horn DJ you know, I think I think it's DJ so this is my point is like we we we, we keep Selling ourselves on this fool's gold, this fake idea that Keats has muddied the water, he stayed afloat with all these unluckiness and and the cloud and duke and u n c and all this other stuff, right, but when you take it at brass tacks and you know take a step back and really kind of just look at it for verbatim verbatim and, and kind of see what it is, it regresses back to the means. and I just don't think that last year's team was really finished as much of worth a crap, just like this team is not going to finish more, much worse than crap. I, I, there's not a lot of difference, differences between last year's team and this year's team versus shot makers and elite shot go-get-me-a-bucket makers as this team. I think that the only reason that last year's team got bailed out is because you had such an elite shot maker in Jarkel Joyner with his Batman and Robin and Turquay on Smith. Right now, we just got Batman. And you're relying <laughs> on the coach Nightwing or, or, or some other
1: DC, whoever. Here. I would credit the coach for getting those guys here. Uh-huh. I
2: would credit the coach for getting <laughs> these guys here right now. All right, if we want to no, no, credit the guys no, no, get here works, last year and, and this that, year or what whatever,
1: it works both ways.
0: How many? Then, how how that, much of it, that, is, how that is? How much of that is bringing in the assistants who brought in the player? Yeah, Levi but, bringing in. If we're doing the
1: top down, if we're doing. Everything starts at the top, yeah. And he had to go, you know, okay. swallow his pride swallow, his pride, swallow his and get Levi. <laughs> um, are are y'all pro Dave, guys?
0: I um, am at this point. I've had my ups and downs with it with Dave. Um, he still.
1: I, I don't think there. I, I, I've kind of worked up a theory from like from a state fan perspective. Of there's a lot of De- Dave results. And what Kevin has given us.
0: Uh, like, for
1: the first, no, no take Dave, take five, first five years of Dave.
0: Okay. Okay. Stealing,
1: I mean. Like low, low, uh, what is it? High floor. Right. High floor. And, and when Matt was rolling down like the, hey, well, you beat the third place team, the fourth base team, the eighth place team, the, the ninth, tenth, or whatever. You know, that's how you got to your thing. But you don't have any good wins over one and two, like forever. Dave couldn't beat Clemson, right? Or we couldn't get over Florida. But um, it's just odd that do we do we did we did we give Dave a pass just because he beat Carolina?
0: No, no. Debbie did, but Debbie did, but no. Like that's not that's not what happened. Well,
1: my my other I think that the theory I have is from a bunch of from a state fan thing is Kevin has done himself no favors, kind of to what Matt said about the excuse making mm-hmm. and how he pre- portrays his program and himself in, in the media. Yeah, um, with with the Kevin Keats is a winner stuff and not not living up to that. Kevin hasn't played the hand in the in the dirt. Kevin hasn't played to the state fan base. There's no connection of the state fan base. To Kevin Keats,
0: but there is because there's so many people that are defending him in, because I, he's a nice I, I, because he's I'm a not, nice like, guy. Well, I'm, not no, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm just yeah. talking about the people who are saying, "Well, he's a nice guy." Like I don't care. I want to yeah, win. Right. Like, I, we, yeah. think,
1: we all think Dave's, Dave's a nice guy, but like Dave, he, like they're he different sports. Out. They're different sports, and they're different. You know, different expectations. Right? Historical expectations yeah. and such, but. It is it is just bizarre. I I just kind of. This is more. This is not a commentary on keeping Kevin or not. It's just it's just wild to me how a state fan most will work. That like, yeah, like we haven't really. We don't lose to anybody. We shouldn't lose to, right? That's one of Kevin's calling cards. They don't. They rarely have bad losses. Dave, you know, doesn't have that. Well, (laughs) we also don't beat the best team in the league
0: for the first five years. Hang on, hang on. Kevin Keats is responsible for the single worst game in NCAA sure, basketball four. history and the sure. single worst season at NC State. So let's not well, Dave, say that Dave he had, let's Dave not, had the
1: four and eight. Well, sorry, Dave right. had the four and eight. Like I, I can agree. But, but, Dave but with that's him. the
0: football program has been has done that before.
1: Well, Dave's actually had Kevin, two, Dave had yeah. four and eight and three and nine. No, but the overall <laughs> the overarching point is it's just funny how from a results standpoint, high end results standpoint.
0: Yeah.
1: Neither have necessarily got there, but I'm a Dave guy too, by the way, but it's it's why did why did we as fans and I'd say the majority of fans feel like it's good enough to to keep him and see this through and, and what has Kevin missed like what has Kevin not done to give fans that?
0: Progressed and, and I've said this before he has not evolved in the level that Dave Dorn has evolved. Dave but went what, from
1: what that, how do you how do you quantify that? I'll, I'll stop talking. Like, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a valid question, right? Dave has evolved from his theory of, and, and just follow me on this one: ball control with Dave Huxtable, Ben, but don't break defense to an aggressive uh, Tony Gibson, all out defense, and then eventually he got there. He's getting there with the offense, and they've adjusted the kind of players they were recruiting. And where the the skill position, I mean, you see the dramatic change, whether that's NIL related or not, they have been able to land better talent here, right? Wide receiver position is dramatically made over. Dave has evolved over time and he has progressed. He has raised the floor of the football program to a point where people are honestly, and not just state fans, national people are saying, can NC State make the playoff this year, right? We haven't been in that conversation before, but Dave Doran has elevated the floor of this program. And I'm still critical if somebody says, you know, well, what about Dave? You know, I'll, I'll, Dave still hasn't won anything, so there's always that. Like, But NC State, as a football program, hasn't won anything ever. Right. I think that's a different comparison with basketball, right? I yeah, think those are I, I they're very two different.
1: I wasn't trying to compare, like, the results, but just more of how fans treat one guy and the other, and, and and the results actually have more or less been the same. If if you follow me on that, and that's just more of an observance more than anything I, else. The
0: expectations for basketball are higher, and the, the history is that, there. A
1: that's a conversation. That's like a totally different conversation, too, right? Like, well,
0: that's going to lead me to my next question be? because
2: I, I want to move. Ahead, I want to progress. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Let me uh, unmute you because I've been. Go ahead.
2: I don't even know. My mic's messing up tonight. So I'm I'm on you're mute good, you're like good. 70% of this. Anyways, back to my point, right? Early February. there was nine games left to go in the season. Everybody called us crazy when I said that we would go, what did I say? Three and six. Three, three and, six. and six. And I gave Keats more credit than he was due. We are two and four. Are we gonna win a game? Who knows? Anyways, my point being Is that traditionally those one through six win percentage teams in order? Keats is four and four, two and seven, three and six, two and five, two and eight, five and six, two and four. Last year being five and six, his best quote unquote season that includes a win over seven and 13 FSU and eight and 12 Virginia Tech. Those eight through 15 teams that I mentioned back in early February, those winning percentage teams. Seven and four, eight and three, eight and four, seven and four, two and nine. That was that 2021 terrible season. Eight and three last season. And then this year, seven and four. That is 20 and 40 against one through six teams, the best top six teams in his career tenure versus 47 and 31 in his tenure. I don't really even know what we were talking about before that because <laughs> y'all were just going and I was on mute. But my point being <laughs> is that it is not good. Okay, it's not good. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm ready to move on. I want Will Wade. Uh, I want Will Wade more than I want movie theater popcorn. All right. Have you and seen all you the losses that you're in Will? In the then you know.
1: Have you seen all the losses that Will Wade had at L- LSU?
2: Have you seen all the wins that he's had in March compared to Keats? <laughs> he Keith's got had one.
1: What did he do? He made – he's one made it to the He got
2: round. to three March Madness tournament appearances in five years. Okay. That is more than Keats in seven years. That's all I got to say. Didn't
0: he win an SEC championship? With he a, with did with win LSU? an SEC
2: championship. Okay. I'm, I'm and, and he is I, one I, of I, five I, I'm, teams I'm right gonna, now I'm at McKinney yeah. State. He is one of five teams in all of college basketball that has more than 25 wins at McKinney so, State. And not a single player is above 6'9". <laughs> That's a random There's only
1: five teams with 25 wins. Five yeah. teams. Yeah. God, it winning must be hard in 2024
2: college <laughs> basketball. If you're Keats in the ACC, it's impossible. No, if you're everybody. <laughs> what? All
0: right,
2: Josh, I want to. I want to ask this next question. Like, I want to progress this a little farther.
0: Right. I, I think we kind of. Well, we can go back and forth on this. All I, I, I think most Again, of I, your. I,
1: I'm okay. I'm okay with him going.
0: Yeah. I, just, yeah. I, so,
1: I think. I think state. I just think state fans in general like. Watching state fans view this season from start to end, and and Matt, you yes. may end up being right, with, like with your final prediction of over the last nine games or whatever. I just think most fans have thought like that the entire year, and it's it's just been weird that we are one game out of fourth place. And you can talk about why we are that close to being in fourth place, right? We can talk about the reasons why, but the reality is, is like we still are. And, and that that has just been like the thing that, that that's just kind of been like, what is what is ha, what is what has this team had to do to to to, to get anybody over the hump?
0: Yeah, and what Again, does next if, year's
1: team have to do? What does next year's team have to do, even with a new guy? That that's just like I'm like, oh, God, what where, what do we think? Where, where does this end? And I'm not saying with Kevin or not, but like, wh- what's the next piece of that?
0: Well, I mean, I think that's Matt. I'm want to move. I want to move this conversation forward. Um I think that is the bigger question, right? It's, I don't want to change the goalpost. I want to move the goalpost and say, because we are almost in fourth place, this is, you know, we're, we're okay. Right. This is not where we need to be. We're outside of the tournament. If that changes, then good, right? That's, again, that's my metric. That's your metric. We established that. We're not going to get there. So what I want to get to, like, I understand your perspective on, you know, where the, and I won't call it trolling, where you, where your point of view has been on Twitter for a while that has gotten you the, the brunt of angry state fans for the last, like, month, right? I, I get that. It's, it's silly for people to look at one game and have a reaction one way or another good or bad. I think, um, I, I don't think that's, that's a helpful conversation. So assuming we move on from Kevin Keats, I think that is what's probably best for the program just for the matter of, Hey, we need to pump some life into this, the fan apathy, all the things are setting in all that stuff, right? Assuming we move on. How high do you shoot for a replacement? Like, do you, in your mind, have you thought about this? Have you thought about what ca- type of candidates you want to get?
1: Oh my God. Um, Justin Ganey.
0: Okay. Just
1: throwing out a name. I just, I, I really, I, I really don't think it matters if you don't have the money behind it. Like, meaning that we've got the, the, NIL, money. the NIL, the NIL money is what yeah. I meant. Like, yeah, yeah. and I just don't. And I guess my other thing is, is there a sitting head coach of a, of, so many people want everything. I, I need a recruiter. I need a proven winner. Um, I need guys that have won in March and I get new guys that have won title. So that's a lot of prerequisites. There's not that many people that fit that bill that probably would come here. The only one is, is probably what will Wade, And I don't know if we would take him because of the stuff, you know, because of the old stuff, which I think is silly because it's now legal. Right.
0: Yeah I, 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 yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. I'm not I'm not an anti Will Wade. I'm not an anti Will Wade, um, an Wade guy by no means. Like, yeah, if, if that's him, if that's the guy, then cool. I just don't care as much as some people do, because I think it's all about can you find the roster? Guys, we have would we agree Eric Musselman was like the hot object, the hot, shiny object?
0: Yeah, like I we, think he still is. He's got, he's got some internal issues down there.
1: but Yeah, but it didn't work this year. Yeah. Like, what about Jim Lairnaga?
0: Same thing. But they they both have results, right? They both have things. Yeah, but
1: if they have could, results, shouldn't they be able to duplicate it? Right? That, that, you see what I'm saying? If, but if, you're not going to get that every
0: year. I don't think – that's irrational, and I know what you're saying. What about it's Davis? you get what that about, every
1: year. What about Cuber Davis at UNC, which is the easiest place to recruit to and the easiest place to get people? What I'm happened there. last year?
0: Yeah, it, it's those things happen, right? It's a, a one time.
1: No, no, no. It does not happen to UNC. It doesn't it does. happen. It to does. You.
0: It happened under Gub, Doherty, and even Guthridge. You know, they had that transition period where they were trash. Like it, they've. Guthridge, it Went to a Final Four. Yeah, but he wasn't. A, he had. He had a Wait, bad year.
1: It, Doherty had the most.
0: like, the world,
1: I think Duke. I'm watching Duke these days. Like they're not like old Duke. I, I just. I think it's just generally – like, it's a crapshoot, and I think – do you have the NIL funds, and do you hit in the portal?
0: Yeah, but I, I think that also makes your argument that it's easier to win in the ACC because you've got two of your mega stepping stones that have been knocked down a peg, right? And to me, you know, I, I agree. If you get the NIL right, you can get the players if you have a, a coach who can identify the talent
2: and, and get them to campus. So,
1: who, I think so, who, so who's the answer?
2: Go ahead, Matt. So my thing is, is that if Carolina and Duke are recruiting at a different level, right, they're 10 times out of 10 and going to get the top 15, 20, 30 guys sure. time in and time again. Sure, that's fine. Honestly, at this day and age of college basketball, I'll take Doesn't a fifth-year senior. I'll take a DJ Horn before I'll take a right. whoever the hell else. Um, and like Evan said, it levels the playing field. I was on the fence about it first, but after last season and this season, now two years of, you know, stats and whatever else i'll take a fifth year guy before i'll take a a freshman Mm -hmm. we're seeing that now with with kevin keats and dennis parker which amazes me that he did not play as much as other guys last night but that's a different argument (laughs) anyways my point (laughs) being is that you don't have to anymore compete with these big name guys you don't. you don't have to go get your robert dillingham to be a um tournament team you don't have to be sure right because you can go get a dj horn and somebody else that 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 will prosper and be good um this idea that you have to go get the best guys out there is just it's just not true anymore and so that goes directly back to the coach in terms of your roster management your evaluation of talent how you manage them how you build them up to be that and
1: he did a bad job this year.
2: Yeah. No, he did a, ter- like, I, 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 he did a terrible – Like, did I agree. Let's be real. He, he did a really bad
1: job. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and, and a part of it is he, and I think part of it is just no one expected – DJ no, – again, we said – I said it like 30 minutes ago. Everyone thought DJ Burns and Casey Morsell coming back would be a plus.
2: Nope. But you didn't. I, nope. I, nope. Well, I said it was a good thing, but Evan can quote me on this. I had us going seventh and not making the tournament. I, well, I – I think I'm going to mute Matt. It's
0: Casey Marcel coming back was a good thing. Casey Marcel being used in a way that is not benefiting Casey right. Marcel yes. is yeah, but like, a bad thing, right? And that again, coming back to coaching, right? He, you've gotten the guys here, like I, Casey Marcel's. Whatever he's trying to do this year is just maddening because it's not doesn't fit his skill set. And I think that is, you know, those are the th- type of things that I'm that I see that I'm like, this is something is not right with this program and Justin Ganey's he's a name out there he's got a good pedigree he's a state guy you know, I know the,
1: people- the answer you asked me who I want like I don't know like yeah because I, I don't think I, I think it's so um I think it's harder than ever to kind of predict some of these things in terms of in terms of the roster management and talent evaluation and that's not an excuse making I just think I think if you bring Ryan Odom, and I think if you bring Will Wade, and I think if you bring Justin Ganey, and the money's equal, if all guys have five million dollars, the rosters—it's going to be a fine roster. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, and then
0: I do, I do. You're, you're going to be able to build the roster, but I think the, the where I diverge from that is that, those that guys,
1: is... build those guys into like players, right? Like you can go right. see a guy.
0: Right. There's that's, more that's
1: that like we don't know. Yeah.
0: But but there's access to more information about all these kids, so you should yeah. be able to evaluate the talent. Some, right?
1: Someone sent me um the, the dude from South Florida.
0: Yeah, he's he's only been one year and that's a huge he's been, Ab- he's been Abdur- one year, Raheem. it's like
1: he may be a great coach. And then I yeah. look like his roster's full of right. three yeah. transfers and a guy he brought with him from his old school. And it's Correct. like he looks great. You know? So if, if Kevin, I, if, if last year was Kevin, if if Kevin Keiths woke up last year, someone would have looked at our roster from the year before and been like, "Who was this Kevin Keats magician and how did he get these players to go <laughs> to, to make the tournament?" Right? Like yeah. I don't even if we if we are sitting here thinking that Kevin Keats is a not a good coach or we need a better coach or whatever, he still got good players last year after being dead last the year before. So I have to, to predict what somebody's going to do is going to be I think it's just hard. I think if they all have money, they're, they're going to be able to get players to play. And you hope that a coach is going to be able to make sure they all mesh. And that's his job. the job.
0: Yeah. On the flip side of that, that just proves to me that despite Kevin Keyes, not making the tournaments, you can still get players here. Right. And if yeah, you get I, a good I, I coach, agree.
1: I agree. Yeah. Yeah, like, money, come.
0: yeah. Yeah. And you can do that. My, you know, and I agree with you. Like I don't know who the answer is. I don't. There. I have a list. Not
1: knowing the answer doesn't mean you don't make a change. I'm
0: right. And yeah. and that's the that's the thing, right? You need to fail faster, right? I've been saying this before. It's it doesn't take, you know, the four or five years it does it used to to build a basketball program. You know what you got in, you know, three four years. Like all right, this guy is it? He's not right. It's not the I same like, you know, as it used to one. be. I, I'm right. I, you I'm yeah. No I, least. yeah. I do I, yeah. Fail faster. That's all I've been saying. Yes, we know Will Wade is—he's at the top of my list too, and, but NC State's not going to do it because NC State is historically scared of anything that is, uh, remotely gray lines. Right? I mean, that's just—you know—Josh has been a fan long enough. That we we both know this. They they have had steered away from adversity. Does Boo change that? I I don't know. I until he proves me otherwise, I don't know. Just fail faster. Just find somebody. I think a lot of
1: fans don't realize how much is behind the scenes of like. Are the big money people there? Do they? Yeah. Do they have? What does their say? And then the thing that no one really wants to talk about is college sports itself. The football stuff's going to break away at some point, and we have put all the resources and all the money and everything into like making sure we are set up to beat, have a seat at the table when that happens. And I'm not saying that Boo doesn't care about basketball but right now making sure your footballs in in place is a lot more important deal and a lot, lot bigger deal and that that's that's the the thing behind the scenes that a lot of fans won't know and if he, if Kevin comes back there's a big part of that can you spend 7 million dollars and buy out money i know I, I don't love it i don't like it that. I, I, I don't think that that's the answer but that's a very real Real life, real world conversation that's probably going on that we just don't have privy to.
2: His buyout is what five point five million, and yeah, plus staff. the I yeah. think
1: if you add in the assistance, it gets up to like seven or eight, maybe or something like that. Yeah. it's just so
0: it's so hard to to go through with uh, you know essentially the sunk cost fallacy where you know this is will you get more out of your program if you put a little bit more into it? Right. And that's kind of, that's kind that's kind of where I stand is that, you know, if they keep him, if if that is real part of the conversation, you're going to see season ticket sales drop dramatically. You're going to see fan apathy for the program, not just this year. I don't
1: don't like that. And I don't like that at all.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's
1: actually, I don't think that's fair to the coaches or the players next year. If that, if that exists, like I just,
0: right. And that's
1: the referendum now. Good
0: yeah, grief. Right. Like, and that's where I stand. It's like I I want to care, and right now I have a hard time caring. Yeah. And, and I hate <laughs> seeing other people
2: not care about state basketball. It's just that point where it's just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know that, what's going to happen. That's my question, though, is that, like, do you think Boo's hand is forced, right? We, we, this question is, can Boo do it, will do Boo? the question now is, like, is his hand forced? Like, fans it's not, are if he not care. showing up. Fans are not showing up. Fans don't care right now. I've, I've seen so many people, you know, reach out and say that they, they tuned into last night's game against FSU and they just kind of tuned out. It was like kind of here, kind of there kind of thing. It was never like a locked in yeah. uh, standpoint to it all. So I, I guess my thing is like, if your boo is your hand forced here, how do you go into next season and sell a bunch of NC state fans, a bill of goods that, can't be cashed out at the end of the season, you have to make a move. You have to move on and and give these fans something to hope for. If Duke and UNC, if you want to make that argument of, you know, they're on the up and up or whoever else is, um, if if that's your bar that you're going to set that you need to compete with them and that's good enough, then you need to win these next two games and who cares? That's it. That's your Super Bowl is beating these next two teams. Screw that. You know, your hand's forced if you're Boo. I think that if you're going to make a move, make a move. But you cannot teeter on this line of we'll be mediocre and, and, and that'll be good enough and every now and mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll win. And, and that's the difference between Dorian is that Dorian's bad teams ha- has gotten, uh you know, teams to the pros. Dorian's bad teams has showed promise. Keith's bad teams has set a bar very, very low. His high bar – is very very low. Right. It's not we're, a we're,
0: comparison. All right, we're moving on from the from that conversation, right? We've had, we've beaten that down. I
1: don't, I don't, I, I hope move, they make a move for, a move for, move for extension The is a big deal. I think him getting an extension is a big deal for the basketball program. If I, I it, think that.
0: Yeah, I think those tie those tie in closely. If That
1: didn't happen. I think that. I, I don't want to sit here and say if he doesn't get an extension, he doesn't make a move. And I don't want to say like the extension is the reason why he's like, all right, I'm in. But there are a ton of people that. Give money, who still care about basketball? I'm not saying that other people yeah. don't care about basketball, but they still care because they were in it, won it, saw it, smelled it, felt it, what, whatever, right? All the things. Now we can sit here and parse through. Do we expect what? What are what are high end ex- expectations should be? I kind of lean on the side of yo. It's been 40 years, like to make us think that we are. That is kind of you know a little not defeat us, but that's just a hard thing to expect. That's what you are year in and year out now, but there's a lot of people that care that give money and it's Boo's job to fix now. Cause it's, he's got five, he's got a five-year extension to fix it. And um, yeah.
0: And that's, that's kind of where it is. Like, and to me, we I look at the 40 years differently than you do, but it's, it's along the same lines. It's like, you know, I, I think a lot of that was we neutered ourselves and we've, we, our administration, made those decisions, and we let those things happen. And at some point, like if Boo wants to – like Boo can erase the last – I don't know how many years he's been here at this point, but all of the hate that he's gotten for whatever, you know, non-existence he's got, like personality towards the fans. Like if if he makes a move and makes a a hire that is not a Ryan Odom and that is a, you know, Will Wade or somebody else with a a name that people recognize, they will – not hate boo as much like i think that'll turn turn the tides on him but what i i i don't know like i think that's kind of where uh, it's kind of this conversation is now we'll see what happens I, I i feel like he can't be that stupid to see that the cost of hubert,
1: hubert and shire can really help him out over the next <laughs> two games just make his job really easy like i think mark mark's team had yeah. the 50 point loss his last year uh you know you can't really run away from a um you get beat down against UNC, regardless if they're way better than you year in and year out anyways, just because they're really good, that's that's something that kind of could be the death, you know, the death sentence that's an it. Yeah.
0: All right. I, I want to get to the real important question we haven't talked about yet. Does Grayson McCall or Noah Rogers win the Heisman this year? Both. <laughs> that's a, a co-Heisman?
1: Split. <laughs> a split. Did y'all, y'all, did y'all get it? A- are y'all privy to practice? Did y'all go to spring practice? No,
0: no, 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 no. We're outside. We're lowly outsiders.
1: I didn't go out there either. I, I can't get, I personally am not a spring practice guy. Yeah. I like really can't fake like care. you know, caring. Is it cool that they're on the field together? I'm just like, yo, just make sure no one gets hurt. I really don't care what happens in the middle. And I guess there's a lot that happens during spring practice now, just so the guys can get on the same wavelength, right? Like knowing um, you know, that, but I don't, I don't get too worked up about spring practice. How do you
2: feel about the number two transition from a call? Like it, it kind of looks a little weird. Can we <laughs> agree on that? Like it's just awkward. It's good. No, I don't care. I love
0: you, it.
2: Well, you're of course in love with him, Evan. But yes. I'm asking. <laughs> you mean Jersey. McCall is to Evan as Markel Johnson is to me? But yeah, Goodson number <laughs> yeah, he, number two. He switched. Weird, he switched right? McCall's number
0: two. I That's do not nice. care. I'm with Evan yeah. on that one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, Josh, we I'll let you, We went through this long enough. I appreciate your time. I know this, this conversation um, should be interesting for a lot of folks. If they, if, they they win, of if
1: they win the next two, I'm coming back on here Tuesday and just asking for receipts. <laughs> I, I just want y'all to know that. Okay. Like, fair enough.
0: Right, and fair it's not enough.
1: even about being right defending Kevin. I would just be happy for the players that they like persevered and got through it on it. Like, I wouldn't think Kevin's a better coach because they won the next two games or anything
0: like that. I hope people I'll, know that. Right? I'll put
2: my life savings on it that they will not win the next two. <laughs> what do you
0: think? The, the, what do they go the next three games? What's the record? I like think one and two.
2: Yeah, okay. That's probably fair. So three and six? Yeah.
1: The next yep. two. Well, what was that? One and two. Like, I'm not, I'm not of the they're going to beat Duke just because they beat they always do. I, no, Duke's I a bad matchup up this Saturday. year. It's never a good matchup. Like, it just has Last,
2: only question I have for you. Let's say they do go on an NIT run because I've been on this boat. Do you think okay. they bring Keats back? They go on an NIT run? They win three, two or three games in the NIT. Oh, gross.
1: I don't think it would. Now, if Boo's going to make a move – I would think that going on an NIT run, I, I think the decision would be made prior to that.
0: I agree. Yeah, you missed the because tournament. Because you
1: can't – there yeah. is something – now, there were some fans who wanted Kevin fired in December so we could start our coaching search, which I think was just like – it was like no one's leaving their, they're literally their job right now <laughs> to come coach our job in like January, right? Like, that's just not how it works. now. But when you get into March – you don't necessarily if you're if you're in the coach you know we're going to bring a coach back or not bring a coach back type discussion, you don't want to be playing games deep into March of a non of an NIT tournament right so, like to, like what your question is that's why we lost Shock Smart right. back in the day
0: yeah they'll, they'll,
1: they went on the, I mean there was other there were some other reasons behind that but a big reason was they kept winning and VCU yeah, kept winning and went on that run and like we couldn't either mend that relationship or do what we needed to do to get him in. And that's a, that's a well-known story. That's not me just like fan fiction stuff. Like that's, that's a real thing. So I think if they make the NIT, I would be, we would know before the NIT ended, I think if they're going to make a move or not.
0: Yeah, correct. It would happen selections one day. I think like if you get left out of tournament, the next day,
1: or if they lose in Thursday in Washington, DC, right? Like Wednesday in DC. Yeah. I think it'd be, if they're making a move, I think it's going to be a very, I mean, hell, Boo doesn't mind firing people, didn't he? Fire the softball coach like during <laughs> during the season or something like right. that, and yeah, like he, the few he has fired is there's no there's no waiting around on it. So we'll know hell we we might know in what ten days or so. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> the waiting is the hardest part, right? Uh, anyway, Josh, I appreciate it, Tom. It's been I know it's late and it's you're good. Yeah, it's
1: I, I like this I like the discourse
0: it's always a good conversation man and, and I and I appreciate it I hope it helps clear the air with some of the people giving you grief because like it's I knew I, between you and I i know you had a rational point it just didn't get to you know it just doesn't come across on Twitter I just, and,
1: I, I just think most I do think most people wanted us to lose and as, and I again I will never tell someone how to be a fan but i just I just never get that like mentality and of like you know and that, that's, that's basically been my, my whole premise and theme this whole season. It's like, guys, like, let's yeah. let it play out. Like, I think we're a little bit closer than some do. Maybe that's just me, the eternal optimist, more than anything else. Um, <laughs> but I go to the games, right? I have season tickets. It's not like I'm just watching it. You know, I've, I feel like I have a pretty good look at it. And I think it's really hard to win now. Like, I do. i I, I know that's – Sounds like a loser mentality, but it really is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll so. see how that plays out. I think with if you keep selling the mortgages, y'all go to go to Josh for mortgages. He'll donate more to NIL, and we'll get better players. Right? This is how it yeah, works.
1: Right? That, that is also accurate. So, <laughs> all right, Josh, all
0: I, I appreciate your time, Matt. As always, appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully, we'll do it again, and we'll find out what happens in about probably ten days. Um, as That's always, it. thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the pod, and go pack. I was raised by the waves of the world, I was raised by the wood I was raised by the waves of the world I was raised by I was raised by the wolves and it full